Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Top story for this week, we have the results of the third match of the first round of the 2023 Create a Competitor competition. The voting for that match closed on April 22nd. We did not get the results until the 26th. As a reminder, the three people in the match were Rowdy Ron, Heinz Duncan, and the Dark Prince. The winner, officially, Rowdy Ron. Rowdy Ron will be joining past winners, the Foreman, at Matty Bar 1, as well as the 2021 runner-up, JAC, in Round 2. This week, Match 4 was not announced. The participants in Match 4 will be announced next week. That's going to be May 3rd. So it looks like the pattern is going to be, they'll come out on a Wednesday, Announce who's going to be in the upcoming match. The following Wednesday, 10 p.m. Eastern, the match will go live. 72 hours to vote once per hour for who you want to see go on to round two. That'll close that Saturday. The following Wednesday, they will announce the winner. And then the Wednesday after that, they'll announce who's going to be in the next match. So, looking at that on a calendar... We'll find out who's going to be in match number four on the third. The match will start on the 10th, run three days, and I believe that'll be the 14th. And then on the 17th, we'll find out who won. On May 24th, the next three participants in match number five will be announced. The match will start on the 31st, and I believe on the third, we'll find out who won on the 7th. And then on the 14th, we'll have the next match announced. The last three people to round out round one and match number six. And then on the 21st, the match will go live. Now, there are a couple of things I need to bring up about that. First, we're going to have Memorial Day weekend between the 24th and the 31st. The 24th is when they're going to announce who is going to be in match number five, assuming they hold to this pattern and there are no additional breaks that we don't expect. And then the 31st, when that match, match number five, would kick off. I don't know if they're going to put in a delay, have a week off because of Memorial Day weekend. They might. More pressing. Match number six right now, if I just plot it out on the calendar, would start June 21st. That's the first day of Origins Game Fair. I can't see them having Origins Game Fair and CCC Round 1 Match 6 happening at the same time, so I expect there's going to be a delay there too. We may see them do something similar to what they did with Grand Gathering 3. After Match Number 5 happens, they might wait until after Origins is done to then announce Match Number 6. What this means for the 2023 CCC 
is that we should not expect round two to kick off until July. July is, from what I'm looking at, a reasonable estimate of when round two should kick off. That, I think, is going to create some problems because, and I don't know if they're going to try to get this done before 2024. To me, they absolutely need to get this done within the calendar year. As of right now, we're going to leave round one with seven people in round two. They've already stated they want to add wild cards, which means from the way I've seen them run this in the past, we're going to go through round two and then we'll have a top eight because I assume they're going to want to add back in wild cards to get up to a top eight. I don't know how many wild cards they're planning to add, but if we're looking at not starting round two until July, we may not get to round three until sometime in September. And then you're really starting to push getting this thing done by the end of the calendar year. So I hope they're aware of that and watching out for that. My solution, don't put so many people into round two. Maybe just one wild card goes straight to a top eight. It's their call, though. I know they like the CCC to go a long time. I would really caution against having this thing roll into 2024. I think that would be bad. I think they want this to be wrapped up this calendar year. And I would actually say you want it wrapped up early December at the latest. You don't want to have this and Christmas going on at the same time. So we're looking at about five months, give or take, to get everything from round two to the finals in there. That's where we are right now from my calculations with the 2023 CCC. Congratulations to Rowdy Ron for winning your match and moving on to round two. Next, I'll give a little update on the Rising Star 3 tournament. We now have a top four in the Rising Star 3 tournament. The top four are Drew Madsen, Chris Bridges, Phil Birch, and Zach Ashley. Drew Madsen and Chris Bridges will be your first semifinal match. Phil Birch and Zach Ashley will be your second. These will be two out of three fall matches. If a third fall is necessary, that will be a tables match. That's where we are with that. I'll give you an update when I have the information. But Rising Star 3 has reached the semifinal round. The Legendary Realms Creative Competitor Tournament, scheduled May 28th. It's going to be at Legendary Realms, 294 East Montauk Highway in Lindenhurst, New York. 11 a.m. opening, registration, noon start time. There will be six different promo cards to people who are in attendance. Steve showed off some of those promo cards on the last week's episode of Talk of the Universe. If you're interested in looking at those, check those out. Notable card at number 19, a follow-up strike, legendary dive. I don't have the text here, but if someone plays that against you, if they hit that card against you, as long as it is in play against you, 
You can't double team with anybody else, and you can't save other players. Meaning if somebody's trying to break out and you want to roll save rolls for them, you can't do that. They could still roll save rolls for you, but you can't roll save rolls for them. All six of the promo cards will have legendary in the name. They look like they're going to be good cards. I don't know if non-logoed versions, they will be logoed for the event. I don't know if non-logoed cards will be available. I know that the Miso's non-logoed cards did come out on Supershowthegame.com the week after Misomania. So we may see those the week after the Legendary Realms CAC. Right now, though, the only way you can get those is going to that event. It is a $35 entrance fee event. You can buy tickets on Supershowthegame.com. If you go to the shop section, then go to the event section. It's currently the only event listed in the event section. Booked competitors, meaning competitors you can't play as in the tournament, are the original Snake Pit, Peter Lionheart, the original general manager John Clace, the devil's advocate Dan Williams, and let me revise that. I said the original Snake Pit. It just says Snake Pit, period. That would currently include the second version, the Kickstarter version of Snake Pit, which has a different gimmick. If you want to play that, I might reach out to them because they may only mean the original, but right now you have to treat it as if it's both. Winner of the tournament will get to create a competitor set for Super Show the Game. Oh yeah, one more note. The Legendary Realms promo cards that were shown on Talk of the Universe are not official until printed, so keep that in mind. Those cards, the text on those cards may change. Just wanted to make that note. Speaking of tournaments, the second round of the tournament to crown a contender for the United States Championship is underway. They did vote on the stipulation for the second round. The vote during Talk of the Universe on Twitch saw three stipulations, kendo sticks, ring steps, or steel chairs. Kendo Sticks won. So the Kendo Stick match will be the stipulation used in round two. Subject to change, voting next week, voting next Talk of the Universe for the round three stipulation will be between the Ring Step match and the Steel Chair match. Also, even though round one has concluded, if you want to submit a bracket for the United States Tournament, predicting who will win, even though now you know who's coming out of round one. You can still do that while round two is going on. I'm going to say they will probably cut this off when round two is done. They didn't say that. But if you still want to put in a bracket, you can. Send completed brackets to Steve Resk, I'm assuming through Facebook Messenger. If you're still interested in doing that, do that. There may be prizing available depending on how well your prediction is going forward. Probably not as good as it would have been if you'd have filled out a bracket before the round one results were known. But still available if you want to do that. Limited time. Time ticking away if you want to send that to Steve Resk. Let's go ahead and stay on the tournament theme. A little update about the Chibi's Seed of Power events. Chibi from time to time 
would run Chibi's Seat of Power tournaments. He'd run them for around eight weeks, give or take. And then the eight winners from those events would square off in a tournament of champions to crown an ultimate champion for the Seat of Power event. The last tournament had been on hold while Bob Dunn, while the brain was recuperating. Now that he's in better health, he was able to finish out his spot in the tournament. So current update on the tournament. There's one semifinal match remaining. John Yell Dorado as AJ Styles will face Chris Pate as X-Royce in an exploding cage match. The winner of that will face Candyman Dan playing as Bjorn the Norseman in a main event match. Once that tournament of champions is done, we will see Season 3 of Chibi's Seat of Power start. No date and time yet, but that's coming soon. I'll give you information on that when I have it. Origins Game Fair Update. The next big game convention SRG Universe will be at is Origins Game Fair. Origins Game Fair is scheduled to take place June 21st through 25th. You can buy badges now. Event tickets also went live yesterday as I'm recording this. That's April 29th. There were no Super Show events listed. SR Universe is aware of this. They're working on that because there should be events in the system. But right now, there are no Super Show events when you try to register on Origins Game Fair's website. I will keep an eye on that. I'll report on that when I have more information. I urge you to keep an eye on that as well. Right now, though, and I just checked, there's nothing under SRG. There's nothing under Super Show in the system for Origins Game Fair. The next thing I'm going to talk about revolves around a bit of controversy from this past week, specifically stemming from the last episode of Expanding the Universe. I'm not going to get into specific details just because I want to maintain the privacy of the people involved in it. I don't want any negative repercussions things like that coming back their way. But the issue came up about commissioning art involving people's characters. Basically, if, for example, I was going to commission some card art that would have maybe DJ Outlaw fighting the guillotine, is it necessary for me to reach out to the person who created both of those competitors and get their permission before I go ahead and have that art commissioned by SRG Universe for Super Show the Game or some other SRG Universe product. Steve Resk put out a statement on this issue. I want to go ahead and read this statement because I think this statement is appropriate. Here's what he said on the topic. While we, meaning SRG Universe, can print whatever competitors we like when they are commissioned in the game, we do ask you to have permission as a courtesy. We have had people in the past try to make cards with people they do not get along with as an insult. I, nor anyone on my team, do not want that drama. Please do not use our platform for your personal issues. This is a fantasy wrestling game. 
The characters depicted are fictional. Let's not forget that. Still, I hope you pick who you are working with as a sign of respect as it is intended. I agree with that, and I would recommend people, whenever you want to commission art, reach out to the person who created a competitor, and just as a courtesy, get their blessing before you do it. It's something I've always done. I think that's a great policy. I echo what Steve Resk had to say. Steve Resk being the founder and CEO of SRG Universe. And I second his recommendation. Those are pretty much the big stories outside of featured matches and tournaments from this past week. A couple of odds and ends. The general manager of the Deep South Championship announced there will be a singles championship match for the Deep South Championship soon. Date and time to be announced. Next week, May 7th, which I believe is going to be Sunday night. So possibly next Sunday night fights. The LFF Tri-State Tag Team Championship will be on the line. The champions, Cold Candy Crush. That's the team of Le Penguin and Candyman Dan. Will attempt to defend against Swift Judgment. That's the Cheetah and the Judge Tim Riley. The next Monday Night Fight Tournament, the May 1st Tournament, will be free. There will be no entry fee because they hit a certain sub-goal on Twitch. And then the last thing before I start talking about tournaments and featured matches from the week, they're going to be putting out for Super Show the Game something they're calling the T20 List. For tag team tournament play, they're going to issue a list, and they're looking to have about 20 competitors give or take on the list. That's why they're calling it the T20 list. Tag teams will not be allowed to use more than one of these competitors on their tag team. So, hypothetically, let's say Steve Resk and John Calais are in a tag team. Steve Resk wants to play as El Super Ombre. John Calais wants to play as Snake Pit. They go to the T20 list. El Super Ombre and Snake Pit are both on the T20 list. So one of them will have to play a different competitor who's not on that list. This is still developing. We'll find out what's going on. This is not a booked list. It's not a banned list. These are still competitors that are going to be allowed to be used in tag team play. They're just going to be limited to one per tag team. No tag team can be made up of more than one competitor on this list. I hope I explained that clearly. Now let's talk about the online tournaments and featured matches from this past week. We'll start Monday with the Monday night consigliere fights. 16 players in this tournament. Group stages, four groups, four players per group. Top two players per group advance to the top cut. In the quarterfinal round, they used the ring step match stipulation. In the semifinal round, they used the beast unchained stipulation. And in the finals, they used the ladder stipulation. I don't know if there was a third place match. The top four here were in fourth place, Chugonomics playing as Chugonomics. In third place, James Booker playing as the new version of Cyclone. The finalists were the Meeple Craig Brett. As Najamai, 
end of the cannoli, playing as Colby Carino with the winner, the cannoli. Congratulations to the cannoli for winning Monday night. Tuesday, we have a featured match. The finals of the 2023 Best in the Tri-State Tournament took place live following the dojo on twitch.tv slash srguniverse. This is the tournament that Swaggy D put on. That now had championship implications. The winner of the tournament will get a future shot at the LFF Tri-State Singles Championship. The finalists were the Beast Michael Kerr, playing as Quadruple H, and the People's Casual, Thebes Pinkney, playing as Rage. They faced off in a main event stipulation match. The match did not go past crowd meter zero. The winner winning the tournament and getting a future shot at the LFF Tri-State Championship, representing new Tri-State territory, CCW, the Beast Michael Kerr. Congratulations to Michael Kerr for winning the tournament. Thursday, we have Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. There were 20 players in this week's tournament. Four groups, five players per group. Each player plays the other four in the group. Top two records per group advance to the top cuts. Quarterfinal round, all of the matches are New York Rules matches. Semifinal round, they're all special guest referee matches. Master Dosmodius, the keeper of prisoners, is the special guest referee. And then the finals match and the third place match use the Lumberjack match stipulation. Top four here were in fourth place, playing as Diamond Danny G, the foreman. In third place, playing as Sammy the Draw Callahan, Chris Pate. The finalists were Drew Madsen, the TVA commissioner, as Candyman, and the Grump Danny Thunder as the new version of D2 from the new Kickstarter. With the winner winning his second Thursday night tournament in a row, the Grump Danny Thunder. Congratulations to the Grump for your victory. Friday, Hold the Line of Harry hosts an Iron Man Street Fight Tournament. This was a stipulation he created a while back, I believe back in 2021. He went ahead and ran a tournament using a revised version of the rules from the previous Street Fight tournaments. There ended up being eight players that signed up. They had group stages, two groups, four per group. Each played the other three, top two per group advanced into the top cuts. There was a time limit in the preliminary round, 30 minutes per match. There was also a limit, from what I understand, on stop cards. You could only use the following stop cards in your deck. Going over the kendo stick, going over the steel chair, and going over the ring steps at four, five, and six. Hold the kendo stick, hold the steel chair, and hold the ring steps at 19, 20, and 21. And backlash with the kendo stick, backlash with the steel chair, and backlash with the ring steps at 25, 26, and 27. If you didn't own these cards, you could proxy these cards. But these were the only stops you could run in the tournament. The top four after the group stage portion of the tournament were, in a tie at third or fourth place, depending on how you want to calculate it, the two semifinalists, 
Robert the Brain Dunn, who played as White Lily, and Swaggy D, who played as the big guy. The finalists were Boombada, playing as Raven, and Chris Pate, playing as Snake Pit. The winner of this tournament, Chris Pate with Snake Pit. Congratulations to Chris Pate. Now, it had been announced prior to the tournament that the winner of the tournament would get to face Hold the Line Harry for a shot at a membership ring. I don't know if Chris Pate already has a ring. If he doesn't, then obviously he gets the shot. If he does, I don't know if he'll be able to play for someone else, if he'll pay that forward to somebody else. We'll have to wait and see what actually happens. Again, congratulations to Chris Pate, and congratulations to Hold the Line Harry for once again being able to run a tournament featuring the stipulation you created in every match. Saturday, the Cheetah holds a tournament for his independent division. This is a series of matches, tournaments, where you have to play competitors that are actually licensed professional wrestlers, meaning they're licensed by Super Show the Game. Their likenesses are licensed by Super Show the Game. I don't have any details for this besides the top four. The top four in this were in fourth place, playing as Gabby Ortiz, Rowdy Ron. In third place, playing as New Jack, Chuganomics. In second place, playing as Danhausen, HR of the Unionverse. And then the winner of the event, playing as Zoe Sky, Stephen Overlock. Congratulations to Mr. Overlock for winning the Saturday tournament. This brings us to Sunday Night Fights. There were three matches on the match card for Sunday Night Fights. The first was the Grand Battle match for a shot at the LFF Hardcore Championship. The entrance order was determined earlier in the week through a random spin-the-wheel on the computer conducted by the general manager of the Hardcore Division, Mark Effin Perry. The first two people in, therefore, were at number one, Matty Bar One, playing as Mr. Poppentwist, and second man in, Austin Lucas, playing as the Salty Sailor. The third person in, playing as Viral, was the foreman. Now, before the match, Brian Waitfort Schmidt put a bounty on the foreman. Whoever eliminated the foreman from the match would receive a prize to be named later from Mr. Schmidt. The next man in, Matt Hass, playing as the original Fox Assassin. At crowd meter two, after Matt Hass comes in, we have our first elimination. Matty Bar 1 eliminates the foreman, secures the bounty from Brian Waitfort Schmidt. A bit unfair to the foreman. Put a target on his back that might not have been there if not for the bounty. Maybe we'll see Mark Perry make up for that in the future. But for right now, the foreman out at crowd meter two. The match goes on to crowd meter three. Split comes in as the fifth entrant. At crowd meter three, we have our second elimination. Austin Lucas, the second man in, eliminates Matt Hass. Split, I don't believe I mentioned this a moment ago. 
Split was playing as himself. Split was playing as Split. Next, we have the last entrant come in, Mean Megs, playing as the Mercenator. This was Crowd Meter 4. We have our third elimination split eliminates Austin Lucas. So we have Maddie Bar 1, Split, and Mean Megs. The first entrance and the last two in at Crowd Meter 5. Over the top cards, when they hit, automatically eliminate the opponent. We see the first of those when Split hits an over the top card against Mean Megs. She can't stop it, so she's out. It comes down to Split versus Maddie Bar 1. And then the last over-the-top card of the match is hit. Maddie Bar 1 is eliminated. Split will get a shot at the LFF Hardcore Championship. Congratulations to Split for his victory. This was a long, hard-fought match. Went almost an hour. And Split emerges victorious, playing as himself. Again, congratulations to him. Next match of the night. The LFF Tri-State Championship on the line. The challenger, Jokerfish, playing as the second version of himself. The champion, John Press 1P, playing as the newest version of the Alien Invader. It's a New York Rules match, as all LFF Tri-State Championship matches are. Match starts at crowd meter one. No disqualifications. John Polverino hits the first finish. A sharpshooter playing a generic finish. Rolls a 10. Jokerfish able to break out on the third breakout roll, so it goes to crowd meter 2. At crowd meter 2, John Pulverino takes over. Jokerfish cannot win a turn roll. Pulverino able to throw the sharpshooter once again and rolls an 11. The match is over. The winner still champion. John Press 1P, congratulations on retaining the LFF Tri-State Championship. Final match of the night, your main event, the LFF World Heavyweight Championship. The challenger, Chili Willy, a.k.a. the Grump Danny Thunder, the champion, Matt Nealon. The Grump playing as Funtime Bob, Matt Nealon playing as the Trash Man. There is one condition Set on this match, the Grump, the current holder of the Cookies Fortune, has been told that if he does not win the championship here, he cannot use the Cookies Fortune to get another shot at Matt Nealon for the LFF World Heavyweight Championship. So, the Grump kind of put in a must-win situation. Otherwise, he might have to wait a long time. And again, Cookies Fortune opportunities can expire. So. This could be his only shot at the World Heavyweight Championship. It's a standard singles match. It goes to crowd meter zero at crowd meter zero. The Grump hits his strike finish, rolls an eight. Matt Nealon cannot roll an eight or higher to break out. Your winner, brand new LFF World Heavyweight Champion, in his fourth shot at the championship, the Grump Danny Thunder. Congratulations to the Grump for your victory. This makes the Grump a double champion because not only does he hold the LFF's top prize, he's also the current Midwest Coast champion. 
He also holds the Cookies Fortune. What is he going to do with that? Now that he's the LFF World Heavyweight Champion, we'll have to see. As far as the Midwest Coast Championship goes, his next opponent will be the Phil Birch of the big picture. Date and time to be named later. That is going to do it for the news from this week. For next week, there is currently nothing posted on SuperShowTheGame.com as far as events, but we know there's going to be a Monday night tournament, and based on what I heard last week on Talk of Universe, there will be no entry fee. It will be free. I expect there to be some sort of Thursday tournament, and I expect to see Dojo Tuesday night on twitch.tv slash srgnerds. With that being said, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I would like to thank all of you for listening, and a good day.